Youngstown, Ohio. What's cracking? Hey, y'all. Making it big. Making it big. Dream of living wealthy and making it big. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day. And we got our man, Bill Hutchinson, a.k.a. Hutch. To my right, we have Coach Chris Williams uh, with the Academy over here next to Bill. And we have Greg Rudolph, a.k.a. the Lumberjack, with me. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit of fight game and preparation. Uh, we're going to first introduce the world to uh, Bill Hutchinson. Uh, they call him Hutch. Currently, um, you know, I was talking to him before this. I don't know if anybody is out there doing what he's doing, uh, which is pursuing uh, a life and career in law, currently going to law school, pursuing a law degree, getting ready to uh, attend Pitt, yep. uh, Pitt Law, and currently also a professional boxing uh, boxer and, uh, and fighter, currently 18 and 2. And, um, you know, everybody already knows and has been exposed to uh, Greg Rudolph, also undefeated in boxing, undefeated in, in MMA. Uh, Coach Chris Williams, uh, I have the pleasure of working with on a weekly basis, bright and early in the morning, uh, up here in the, in, in the matted room, uh, in the grind room, and also coming off a huge, huge win with Kama Worthy, and Coach Williams, uh, the upset and fifty thousand dollar bonus mm. at the UFC on four days' notice, uh, comma worthy here in Pittsburgh. So we got Coach Chris in the house. So uh, why don't we start off with um, talking to Hutch about? Tell us what it's like to pursue a degree in law and what the work ethic looks like to make something like that possible. And then come off. You know, you just recently fought. You were mentioning a couple weeks before that. Coach Chris is meeting you at 5 o'clock in the morning, and we're blending all. T talk to us a little bit about that. So a lot of people don't understand, you know, you, they see a second-round knockout, they see a quick victory, and they're like, oh, it, it was easy. Well, you know, that's nothing but horse shit, you know what I mean? Two, two, three months before that, I'm working my ass off, you know, I'm getting up at 4 a.m., I'm not getting home to eat dinner and shower till 9 p.m., and that's day in, day out. That wears on you. People don't understand that, you know, you do that for a week, yeah, that's cute. Well, guess what? I'm doing that for months on end because my drive, my focus, I got serious goals, and I will attain them, and that's the bottom line. My man, Chris, you know, he's coming to meeting me at 5, 5 a.m. in the morning just so I can get my training in. No one's doing that. You know what I mean? That's why he's my man. That's why he's going to take me to the top. That's why you're seeing him, you know, have success with other fighters because that's his work ethic too. And that's why we're a perfect team because he has that same mindset that I have that we're getting it done no matter what it takes. And I appreciate that. And, and that's the kind of thing that gets me going. And that's the kind of thing that uh, makes me have the success that I am having. And just wait till you see what we have in store, man. We have, we have so much going on um, com coming here in the, in, the, in the future very, very quickly. So, so how about, um, you know, how do you even schedule in the training, uh, you know, in between classes and, you know, go, from, from what I understand, and I'm, I'm far from a, a law student, but um, from, from what I understand, it's, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of hours, it's a lot of focus. I've heard things such as, you know, most people don't even try to hold a job, you know, if, if they're pursuing uh, you can't. law. You can't. They literally, your first year of law school, they literally made me sign a paper that says that I would not have a job. 
Like you, you know what I mean. Like it's that is your full time job. There is no no playing games about it. So how do you factor in training? How do you schedule training? Well, you just start losing sleep. That's the bottom line. You know, you you only get a couple hours a night, and you just got to make it work. You got to get up at four in the morning. You got you can't slow down to sit down to have dinner till nine p.m. That's just what it takes. That's just what it is. If you want to succeed in multiple from multiple avenues you know what i mean that's where i'm coming from because i have the ability to do that and that's what i want to do I, I put that pressure on myself and i put that schedule on myself and you're training sometimes five o'clock in the morning absolutely that's, that's oh. every day so what goes through your mind uh you know how, how do you you know people ask well how do you do that people ask me all the time how do you how do you get up what time do you get up how does that happen what goes through your mind how do you discipline yourself to do I, that I, I would just answer that by saying how bad do you want it how bad do you want it? That's that's the bottom line. Do you want to be successful? Well, that's this is what it takes. This is what people are doing. This is what people aren't doing. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing because I will be successful. And again, it's two separate it's two separate things. You know, with with the law school, I'm putting my time in there. I'm making sure that I'm being competitive there. You know, I was top five percent of my class. You know what I mean? This isn't some game that I'm just floating by. I'm I'm making sure that I'm succeeding in that avenue as well. Yeah, you're already a year in law school. Yeah, absolutely. You just came back from California. Where he was, what top five in your top, class? Top five, you he know, full scholarship there too. It was three blocks away from a boxing gym, boxing every day. Let's talk a little bit about your schedule. You know, me and this dude here are huge on scheduling everything. I mean, mm -hmm. like when we go out on a date with our wife, when we do things with our kids, when we wake up, when we eat lunch, when we cook. I mean, do you have a set schedule? I know you kind of train. Uh, at night and in the morning and it kind of offsets every week and it's different with chris's schedule and everything but do you have yeah. a set schedule that you like to fly by yeah I, I try my best you know to to do that when i can you know so now you know this next this next year of school you know my classes are tuesday wednesday thursday i, I kind of jam them in there to where i'll have mornings and nights to, to, to do my training Mondays and Fridays I'm trying to I'm trying to lock up an internship right now so that I can stay in that mindset stay in that work and then if I can fill that in during the day that'd be great if not you know you know I have my shop and everything that you know that there's just multiple so work <laughs> training and an internship yeah you're it, fucking crazy you know? <laughs> I love it that's, that's, that's what it takes I you know what I mean I, I'm trying to I'm trying to set myself up my, my goal is to come out of uh, law school completely debt-free you know what I mean? And I'm trending towards that right now. So that that that's what's fighting doing. That's what that's what my business is doing. You know, it it's just multiple facets that what's I'm working on. I have Hutch Towing, Auto Body, and Mechanical down in Crafton. Me and my father own it uh, together, and uh, we 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 do everything, everything that you can imagine on your vehicle. We're taking care of it. And you're towing. Yeah, absolutely. You got a good so body shop so, too. So Anybody they over park out here. Yeah, we exactly. I got, I got, I got. You'll, you'll, you'll see me pull up in the tow truck. Good body work. Go see Hutch. As that was my plug for the day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Coach Chris, how, how did you, how did you become a, a, a boxing coach, and uh, what has it taken to get to where you are today? Coming off of, you know, I haven't talked to you, you know, yet since. Uh, no, we haven't seen each other. I, I was uh, jumping around like a little kid, you know, watching you on uh, on, on the UFC <laughs> corner know. in the UFC, man. Uh, what what was that feeling like? And then rewinding, how did you even get into coaching boxing, and what did it take to uh, to get to this point? Um, just taking it all the way back from day one. Um, I started up in Carrick at the uh, Carrick Boxing Gym, and. Uh, I started, I was, I was coaching myself and kind of coaching and training, fighting, kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. Started with a kid named Christian George, trained him. He got pretty good, 
kind of was in and out, and um, I was just up there on my own. And uh, Matt Layshaw, Greg Rudolph, came up, started working with me, started training Greg, met Bill through Matt, and um, from there it just kind of grew. Then Greg, Greg started the uh, out of Pittsburgh Fight Club, got me out there, and from there it's just, I mean, opportunity. Opportunity after opportunity from Greg and Matt and Bill. I can't thank him enough. What goes through your mind, um, you know, your work ethic is impeccable, you know, from, from, from what I understand. You know, you're meeting him at 5 o'clock in the morning. You're meeting me at 6 o'clock, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming from, you know, 30, 45 minutes away. Um, you know, I, I hear Hutch talking about working out at 5 and then training again later on. It sounds like, you know, people talk about a 9 to 5. You know, it sounds like you got a 5 to 9, a 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. grind. Uh, Chris, I know, I know, you know, I've seen that type of stuff out of you. What, what do you, what is it taken for you to get to where you are today? You know, there's a lot of people that coach boxing. There's a lot of people that have gyms, but there's not a lot of people who have had the amount of success that you've had with, with some of the people that you've worked with. What, what do you think it takes, uh, at your level to make those things happen? What sacrifices have you made? What work have you put in that you could, uh, articulate to the, to the listener? Um, the first thing I could say is you always put the fighter first, period. Like, we're the, as a coach, we're not, I see these guys with their names all over their shirts and stuff. It's, it's not about us. It's about Hutch. It's about Kama. It's about, you know, all the fighters. You got to put them first, and that's first and foremost. You always have to put the fighter first. You know, we're the, without me, this ain't working, but I'm the offensive line. Ain't nobody care about me. You know, I'm the drummer in the band. This is the lead singer. You know, so you always put the fighter first, keeping your ego in check and uh, serving, serving your people. Always serve first, because without them, you're nothing. Hutch, have you have you uh, do you schedule your days in advance to make all this stuff work? Absolutely. Um, I try to uh, almost on a weekly basis. What do you think, Chris? Like Friday, Saturday, we call each other. We kind of schedule it out for the week. We see, you know, what his schedule's like, what my schedule's like. How can we make this work? We got to get together X amount of times. We're, we're, you know, X amount of weeks out from the fight. This is how much we want to work. This is when we want to work. We don't want to burn out necessarily, but okay, we need to get this much technique in now. We need to get this much done in this week. You know, we'll, we'll set that out to the best of our ability. Obviously, things fluctuate and change, and there's variables and crazy shit happens, of course, but we try our best to stay on a schedule. I think we've done a great job with that and, and staying prepared and staying organized in that manner. With a plan, too. We, we work out, like right now, we're basically focusing on habits what we're doing good, what we're doing bad, focusing on just making him a better fighter all around. And then once we get a target for our next fight date, now we can start zeroing in on a particular game plan. And, and without giving it away, go, just piggybacking on what he just said, talking about habits, um, without necessarily giving it away what it was, you know, we, w- we went back even, even on that last knockout. It, it was almost irrelevant, but I was still doing a habit that we had worked on post post um shot if you will that ended the fight and we're like hey did you see that this is what we were working, working on. it before you hit <laughs> he came in and he was like did you see that well, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah well yeah. A, a lot of things i do with, with with my clients is uh what i'm working on like what i'm working on with hutch i'll take it to the client and just guinea pig it with them and get better with it it's it's a no-brainer two birds one stone 
So if you no. mess it up, I ain't doing it. That's the bottom. <laughs> 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 All right, that shit don't work. <laughs> um, Coach Chris, what? T- tell me. Uh, why, why don't you tell us what it was like uh, going into the 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 fight with uh, Kama? How did that come about? You know, one minute you're you're local, you know, doing some local stuff in Pittsburgh. The next minute you're in California on on you know less than a week's notice what was all of that like how did that transpire what did that feel like you know walk us through that that week okay um well that week i woke up well we knew maybe like a few weeks ahead of time that we might get that fight and we were like yep we're in and then they went with somebody else so i told my friends i was actually going up uh the week prior hanging out with my friends, drinking, you know, floating down the river. And I'm like, hey, if we get this fight, I'm not going to be there. We're going to have to train. So we didn't get the fight. I'm up there. And uh, I get back Sunday. Karma calls me by two, two phone calls by 630 on Monday. And I'm like, wicked, this something's wrong. So I call him and he's, hey, man, we got the fight, this and that. So we were on a plane by 630 p.m. that evening. That day. That day. We were there 630 p.m. The Gotta flight go. was rough. It was late. We didn't get in until like 12.31. We'd be back up at 5 a.m. He had medicals all day long until about 8 p.m. And then finally Wednesday settled in and was cutting, he was cutting weight the entire time. And we had media days when, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. I game planned on, uh, we got there Monday. I was game planning at the Denny's at 2 a.m. Had things, had things ready to go by Wednesday and we were ironing it out during the week. And he executed to perfection. What was it like, you know, on that day af- after the win? Honestly, it really didn't register with me being on the inside. And I knew what the odds were and everything. And I just didn't really, I didn't pay attention to any of the outside talk or the, 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 the media. We never paid attention to that. So I didn't really realize until after, and I started reading all the interviews and seeing all, you know, everybody yeah, saying, underdog on yeah, the card. stars born crazy. overnight, yeah. and this and that, and I'm like, I really didn't realize how much of an underdog people seen us as, because to be quite honest with you, like, I was on the, not to sound arrogant, but I was on the inside, I, me and Master White Fang made the game plan, and I knew if Kama executed, he would win. I knew he would win. Now, that emphatically... That's that's something else. We we expected to take Devontae into the deeper rounds, pepper him up, and start and finish him late. But Kama found the button, and boom. I mean, well, it's, you, you want to know what my favorite part of that fight was? What's that? Favorite part of that fight was, and you can relate to this because if 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 Chris has ever cornered you in a fight, <laughs> he's extremely loud. The loudest person in the arena. Nice. <laughs> like okay. I'm talking. Saves like, it all he's up. Got that Yinzer. Yeah, stick, stick. I mean, he's yelling, so all I can hear is stick, comma, stick. And then when he goes to slap his hand, like, yeah, what's up, buddy? We're fighting. He's like, don't you fucking do that, comma, don't do that. And I'm just <laughs> laughing my ass off like this motherfucker. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's funny you asked that because everybody keeps asking about that. Why, like you, me screaming at comma saying, don't be friends. Because it's a fucking war. Right. Well, here's the thing. It's you're not... In, you're in war. There's right a ba- There's a little backstory to that because it's more so... It wasn't so much Devontae and Kama where I like Devontae as much as the next guy. And it, it wasn't so great, much great, that they were friends. Person. He's a fantastic person. 
it wasn't so much that they were friends that night and I felt that Connell was being too friendly as it appeared to everyone else on the broadcast. That was there's more backstory to that where Connell's such a sportsman that I've seen fights where the beginning of the fight Dude doesn't want to touch hands, and then after two two rounds of comma kicking his ass, all of a sudden he wants to touch hands. The reason they're touching hands is because they're trying to solemn the mood that they don't like what's going on right now. And I know yeah. that that's what Devontae was doing, you know. And so I didn't okay. want I didn't want it I didn't want comma to fall for that, you know what I mean? And it's just we argue about that, but you know he's such a sportsman, you, and at you times can even I'm see like you know after the fight that. You know, Calm was trying to get to him to see if he was okay, mm-hmm. and the lady wouldn't let him. He's like, "That's my dog. Please right. let me go see if he's okay." And she's like, "No, nah, you go sit in your corner." Even from my perspective, when I after the fight, I walked over to his team, shook their hand. I, um, you know, as much as I was flipping out and screaming, and and, and excited, that's passion. Right after the fight, I walked over to Coach Mark Montoya. I told him I look up to him, and seeing Devontae was hard. It was, you know, that 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 we had to have our yeah, breakthrough against the friend. In order for you to friend. win, he had to it lose. Ha- yeah, that was hard. It's, it's a tough. It was it's, hard. It's a tough spot. To it really be in. was. I, you know, wh- one thing I you, we just had our leadership school, and you know, Greg could have. T- I, I was bringing up the 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 connection of of the two. You know, I saw Kama said something like, uh, you know, but before the fight, uh, we stay ready so we don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, opportunity knocks, and you got to have your bags packed. Yep. Imagine, you know, I, I I've been doing the you know jujitsu. I've been doing this ten years. I've been I got friends that are tons tons of friends that are fighters and help people prepare and all of that. You know, I know it's very uh, normal in you know when you don't have a, a fight necessarily uh, scheduled to be just not prepared. You know, kicking you know kicking it, uh, drinking you know hanging way overweight you know stuff like that. You know, talk anything to staying ready. You know, what, what's it like to coach Hutch or or Kama? Is there anything that you that you see in them that maybe stands out versus others in the preparation or mindset at all? Um. Yeah. Focus. Work ethic. It's just like it's. I like myself what specifically. I have examples. A sta- I have a standard that I set for my fighters that it's going to be like this is the way it is. You need to work out this much. You need to. There's a lot of fighters that want to come to the gym and do their own thing, and they want yes men. People talk. It's that it, it can't be that way. This is the way it is. You have to work out this way. If you don't like it, you're not going to be successful. Yep. And um, as far as like specific things, it's just always on time. Always, always on time. Both of them. And even if, like, as far as I'm concerned, from from my schedule, as Hutch <clears throat> was saying, like, we'll text each other the weekend coming up, as I do with you. Yep. Hey, what are we going to do this week? With everyone, it's, I write my schedule up, but by the end of the week, I got scratch marks all over it because they hit me up. Hey, you know, I, I, I got to work late. Can we can we reschedule? Yep, yep. I have to because we got a fight coming up. You know, I'm going to reschedule my schedule. So it all works around them, and then I filter in everything else. Yep. So... Hutch, what's uh, what's next? What's next? Wh- where have you fought? I know you fought in uh, Vegas. Have you Vegas? Where, where have City, you fought? West Virginia, all over the place. I've been. Uh, I fought at uh, the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. I fought at the House of Blues in Atlantic City. Fought in uh, Mountaineer, uh, Baton Rouge, obviously Pittsburgh. I'm, I've been all over. I'm not a. I'm not afraid to go to enemy territory. Um, in fact, that'll that'll probably be the mission. Uh, early next year, we have a we have a very clear and organized plan set in place to 
uh, obtain big fights, meaningful fights, world ranking uh, to be, you know, for certain sanctioning bodies for the for the title belts um, very shortly. Um, November, I have a couple target dates. I can't necessarily announce that yet because, I, you know, I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be wrong, but we're working towards that uh, very quickly. Monday, I have a couple meetings to uh, secure a date and a venue that I, that I really want, but it will be here in Pittsburgh. Bottom line, it will be November. It will be here in Pittsburgh, and that fight is going to parlay into some, to some very big things, and it's very exciting because right now, in in boxing in this area um i'm going to be bringing a lot of opportunities for other fighters because a lot of a lot of important eyeballs are here right now on me well guess what before my fight they're still there and they can be on you too so that's what i'm i'm excited about you know i have a lot of friends that you know come and, and fight on my undercard and and uh, help me train and help help me with sparring and all this thing and this is kind of my way to give back to to show them you know hey here's the platform that you can bring your own career up right now, okay? And I didn't have those opportunities, but I'm giving these guys these opportunities right now because these guys that are coming to scout me and, and, and to, you know, take me to where I want to go, they're here for you too right now, whether they know it or not, because they're here. So take advantage, and uh, November, we're going to have something really, really big popping off, and early next year, February, early March, like I said, I have a set schedule, a set plan, because... I'm going to be a world champion. That's just how it is. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But it is what it is. Come on. Mm -hmm. I love it. What? Uh, how long you been doing this? <sighs> Man, we're going to say like 18 years, bro. I've been in this game a long, long time. I've been putting my work in for a long, long time. I didn't have, I didn't have a vast amateur background. However, I was more or less like a gym legend. I was always in the gym. I was always sparring everybody. I was always sparring heavyweights and doing stupid shit like that. But that's kind of how I got my my respect. That's how everybody kind of knew me. I think even people that absolutely hate me and are jealous of me, I don't think anyone would ever say I was a bitch. I don't think anyone would ever say that I was afraid to fight anybody. I don't think anyone would ever say that, you know, I don't have a chin or that I don't hit hard. There's certain things that you can't say about me. And I think all of those things would apply. I think that uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, local fighters with padded records, and by padded records, I mean they're flying in, you know, walkover wins and easy wins. You know, ever since I've known this kid, he wants that fight that he wants that dog fight. You know what I mean? He wants that that win to mean something. You know what I mean? He has a great reputation. Uh, I think that's why he has a lot of respect. But you know, we've probably been what training together for six seven years now six years probably yeah sounds about right now when you first started training with chris and matt um you weren't the person you are right now no you really weren't uh you weren't there mentally you weren't there physically i mean the past six years i mean you've worked with jason derose you've worked with uh, uh coach, you know uh with legacy yep i mean you do next level shit yep. and i've seen you time and time and time again just keep gradually gaining these inches and i was like i was telling him earlier i always know when something's about to happen in this fight because he gets these razor sharp just like tunnel vision eyeballs it's kind of fucking scary looking and he's just <laughs> focused and i'm like all right he, he's he's ready to go like he's gonna something's gonna pop off 
Well, I think that that just kind of again piggybacking on what you just said, it's it it you can attest that to a couple different things. First and foremost, you can attest that to my constant hunger to continue to learn. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand that I've made it this far, and I also understand that this isn't my end game. You understand? Right. So, I I'm constantly looking for the latest and greatest ways to better myself. You know what I mean? So whether that be strength and conditioning, whether that be recovery, whether that be techniques with Chris, whether that be, it doesn't matter. I'm constantly looking to evolve. I'm constantly looking to better myself and put myself in the best possible way, the best possible uh, formula to succeed. And I've continued yeah, that's, to that's better. That's rare. That. Yeah. that humble spirit. Once you start winning, you know, 18 and two, you're winning more than, than you've lost. You know, how do you keep that humble spirit that I got I to gotta get better? I got to keep getting better. Because I'm not where I want to be. I'm not content. You know what I mean? I don't have millions of dollars in the bank. I don't have a world title belt around my waist. And even then, I guarantee you, I'll be back here and we'll be talking about what's next because I'm just, I've never been content. I'm always hungry to succeed more and more and more. I want more. I want to be better. And it's not a greed thing as much as it's a, I know what I'm capable of. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we talked about going to law school and succeeding there. We talked about succeeding in the ring. We talk about, you know, succeeding in, in whatever it is that I'm doing. But, you know, I honestly, truly believe in my heart that I could do anything. I honestly believe that I could succeed in anything. And hey, I'm also an objective guy. So maybe I'm delusional. But guess what? If you think for one second that I don't believe in myself, then you're fucking delusional. Right. How about that? That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to us about coming off a loss. Yeah, that adversity. Well, I think that's what really yeah. woke me up. Okay, there was a lot of grimy bullshit that went into my last loss. We don't even have to dig into that. But the bottom line is, is that I still could have won that last fight that I lost. Should have. And I didn't. You know what I'm saying? So I can make a million excuses and believe me, they're legitimate. But fuck all that. The bottom line is I got in the ring and I didn't get it done. So I, I went home and I said, you know what? I'm either all in or all out. That's either never going to fucking happen again or I'm done. I'm not going to fight anymore. Obviously, I decided to correct everything around me. I, did decide, I decided to make the best possible team around me I possibly could from every aspect. Chris, Jason DeRose at Faster and his whole team, which is phenomenal. Matt Burnett at Legacy Medical Centers, who's the fucking man, takes care of a million things. I mean, I have the best possible team around me that, shit, I almost can't, I can't lose because right. you know, I don't got excuses. You understand what I'm saying? I, I got to make it happen and I make sure that I do, not just for myself, but for them to make them look good. You know, I want Chris to be successful. I want people to understand that right now he is the hottest boxing trainer in the game, especially in Pittsburgh. Fuck, it's not even comparable not at the enough. moment. What do you think makes Chris so good? Be, like, I, like I was saying before, because he has that same mindset as me. The dude, he, he, he is humble, don't get me wrong, but he's hungry. You know what I mean? He's hungry for success. He's down the grind. He's, he's down the grind. Chris is also a uh, professional poker player, too. Ooh, well. And a well, good one. Well, that's the, well, you know what? He, he, made, he made the right bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had the safe bet right here. He, he had the easy money right here. I want to talk about make it something before we get off topic. Now, a lot of people that 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 don't understand boxing and, and that have never done it or any type of you know combat sport like this, uh, it takes a lot of discipline, and you have to give up a lot 
and you've been at it consecutively, I mean, like constantly for the past five, six years without really taking that much of a break, all right? So the hardest part for me when I was training <clears throat> was what I had to give up. I like to drink. It's not a secret. Like, I like to go home and have a couple drinks. If you're in fight camp, there's none of that shit. There's no meeting your boys at wing night, having two beers. There's no going to the wedding, uh, your best friend's wedding, and, and, and drinking. There's no going out and meeting your boys at the club. I mean, you're so exhausted from training in the morning and in the, in the night to give your, your, your girlfriend or your wife time to go on a date. I mean, there's really none of that shit. So how do you stay focused You know, to do that? One thing, you have to learn how to say no. No. I got shit to do. No. Yeah. Can you... No. I got a schedule. It's so packed with things that are making me better tomorrow. You know what I mean? No. I cannot go. No. So just That's looking at your line. vision. No. You know, you're where you want to be in life. Is, yeah, is, is what I'm about to do going to make me do better in school? Is what I'm about to do going to make me a better fighter? If, if the answer isn't yes, then the answer is no. You, that, that, that's, that's, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they got that. You know, is, is, this is the mission. Are these things going to help me get closer to that mission? If it's not going to help me get closer to that mission, then there's no time for it. Then there's no, how about have you had people say, you know, Hutch, you, you uh, think you're better than everybody else now or, or, or uh, you forgot where you came from or, you know, you don't have no time for nothing now or anything like that or no? It, it's in indirect ways, yes. I've, I've never had anybody directly say that to my face, but you kind of know what they're saying. They're probably saying that behind my back, et cetera. But I look at it like this, and I can, I can attest what moderate, what moderate success that I've had so far to I have like a 24-hour rule. So I have big goals. I have these big things that we're talking about because it's nice to say that I'm going to be a world champion and I will be a world champion. But, you know, and I still do have those big goals, obviously. But what I do is I ask myself in the next 24 hours, what can I do to move in that direction? Okay. I don't want to say, oh, well, in three years, I'm going to be a world champion. No. What can I do tomorrow to make that happen in three years? So 24 hours, in the next 24 hours, what can I do to make the most of those 24 hours to move towards my goal? And then the next day I do the exact same thing over and over and over. And honestly, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this last night that I almost get surprised when these things happen to me because I forget that, you know, oh, that is the main goal. But I'm so focused on, all right, well, tomorrow I got 5 a.m. with Chris. Then I got to go here. Then I got to go there. Then I got 6 p.m. over here. And, then I, and you get so built up into that grind that when you, you have these successes and these things come your way, you're almost like, oh, well, how'd that happen? You understand what I'm saying? How'd that happen? Because you forgot that you were, you were even worried about the big shit. You were worried about the next day. The process. Exactly. The next day is the, is the process. Everybody wants the outcome, but very few are willing to put in that, that, that focus of what's important tomorrow exactly what's what's important today <clears throat> anything that you do to keep you you know keep you zoned in and, and focus you know to the naked eye just sounds like well if it's not helping me get better then it's no but people can't do that you know any tips on being able to you know mentally focus like that or discipline yourself like that or you just have to you have to look at it like this you know you have to look you have to look to your left you have to look to your right and you have to say who do 
who who do I want to be like? Who do I want to mimic? Who do I want to surround myself with? You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I want to go out and 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 drink every night and do this and all. Yeah, of course, say so yeah, everybody does. Of course, you do. But then you look at those people and you ask yourself, do I want to trade places with them? Do I want to live like them? Do I want to be financially set up like they are? Yes or no? Okay. And if if you want to be regular, there's nothing wrong with that. You could be regular. But if you want to be extraordinary, you can't do regular shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you just can't. So that's what I would say to someone like that. I would just say, hey, you know, if you have extraordinary goals, you have to do extraordinary shit to get it done. Love that. Uh, Greg, why don't you talk to us a little bit about transitioning? You know, I, I know you're you're contemplating and, and, and maybe fighting here in the next couple months. Uh, but he talk is, to us he about he's coming in on the undercard. But t- t- mm. talk to us about transitioning um, out of per se. You know, that being your your number one focus into a, a business role. Uh, what's that been like? Uh, how has your background in uh, you know boxing? MMA, sports in general, helped you transitioning out into the business world because no matter how good, at some point, you know, we got father time, you know, that's going to catch up. It's time to move on and do something different. During those transitions, I've watched friends of mine literally kill themselves. You know, literally can't handle the transition of now what, you know, do I do? This is what my life was built around for so long. Now what? I, I don't even know how to identify with anything else in the outside world. Uh, it's frustrating, but it, it, I've learned patience, and I, I work on patience all the time. But sports really gave me my background and my discipline and my drive from the beginning of my life. That's what I wanted to do. I was always in sports. Uh, that gave me that work ethic, that drive. But transitioning into this career, you know, I was still fighting uh, you know, that's how we how we met. But in my last fight, you know, I was so ready and I was at it takes so long to level up in this game of, of boxing. And I'm nowhere near, you know, Hutch's level and I haven't fought the opponents that Hutch has fought. But, I, you know, I got it later in life. But I finally got to this tier where I'm like I can hang with really good people. And I knocked my opponent out in 21 seconds. You know, I, it was violent. And he wasn't the greatest opponent, but I still had to train for it. I still had to go in there and do it in front of a couple thousand people. And, I mean, I can bang. And it took me a few years of working with this kid, with working with Chris and and, and Layshock and Kama. I would spar Kama all the time at uh, when I owned the gym that he owns now. I would fucking hate sparring him. He was like, hey, Greg, let's get some work in because we'd just be sitting there. You know, at 11 o'clock and, and waiting for Chris to come in and teach boxing class or something. He's like, I need some work for my next fight. You want to? He always loved to fucking spar me because he, he would pepper the shit out of me. But I'd, I'd always get like, get like a nasty overhand right in or something. He'd be like, okay, okay. But I mean, that's how you get better is you get out of your comfort zone. But I've got to a point here now where I'm the hiring director. I coach, I mentor, you know, 30-some people here in this office, multiple offices. Uh, You know, I'm a managing director here, about to be a regional director. Uh, I'm busy. So it all comes down to that scheduling again. So I'm going to have to wake up earlier. I'm going to have to work later, train later. I mean, it's going to be all come down to scheduling. And uh, I do feel like I need closure on, on boxing. 
you know, because I never really was going to say, all right, this is my last fight. It's like, it's like being with uh, a serious girlfriend for five years and then you guys just break up over a dumb argument. Like, you need that, that fucking closure. You know what I mean? So, yes, I'm going to fight again and I'm going to, I'd like to fight a couple times, but I mean, we'll see what my body can take. I'm 37 years old now. And uh, obviously, this is my, my strength zone is, is being in this building and the, building the relationships and learning this business. I mean, uh, that that's going to set me up for life. But boxing, just get your name out there, networking. I mean, every time I've fought, another door opened up. You know, a door opened up to, to this right now over, over fighting, right? Uh, a door opened up. I met Chris through fighting. I met Hutch through fighting. I mean, these are the closest people that I have to my life right here. Like these two guys were in my fucking wedding, you know what I mean? And I met them through punching people in the face. So I've gained the the best relationships I've ever had through a sport that taught me the most discipline and, and humbled me. Because you can go into a boxing gym and you'll get humbled every single day, no matter where you go. Because there's always going to be somebody that's going to be able to to, to humble you. I, I guarantee you that. Even when you win. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it, it, you're never going to win every single round. You never will. Hutch, tell me about, you know, what do you think? You, you mentioned your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got my team right, got the circle right. Uh, what do you think it takes to put the right team, you know, together around you? What do you look for? Um, you know, I'm assuming you've had different people that have worked with you. What sticks out to you about, you know, Chris per se or, you know, whoever's on your team now that makes them right, you know, that stands out that like, all right, this is the right squad. What am I looking for? So I'm looking for a couple things. The first, the first most obvious thing you look for is like-minded individuals, uh, people that are hungry, that are looking to be the best. And then after that, I'm personally looking for people that if they're not the best, they want to be the best in their field, in their, in their designated roles. You know what I mean? I don't need Chris to crack my back. I don't need Chris to tell me how many hill sprints to do, okay? He's my boxing coach. He's not the promoter. He's not the strength and conditioning guy. He's the boxing coach, and he wants to be the best boxing coach that he can be, okay? That's why I want Chris, because he wants to be the best that he can in his his zone. In his zone, Mm -hmm. and that's the bottom line. My strength and conditioning my strength and conditioning coach, Jason DeRose, and, and his whole team at Faster, that's all they do. How do you balance that? You know, the amount of times that you need to train, but then also the strength and conditioning. And what are you doing for strength and conditioning? Well, communication is key as far as that goes. Saying, you know, and sometimes they, sometimes they don't listen. You know, yesterday morning I said, oh, yeah, I'm sore. Maybe we'll take it easy. Yeah, we didn't take it easy. But, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's just it's that communication. Understanding, okay, today needs to be a rest day. Today needs to be whatever the case may be. Today we need to work on this. And I do uh, targeted strategic things as far as where my heart rate needs to be, where my weight needs to be, how many calories I can take in, and so on and so forth. That's all calculated and planned out. But as far as strength and conditioning goes, a couple of days a week I'm doing a – a strength program to where I'll be doing, you know, not necessarily weightlifting, obviously, but strength and conditioning is a couple of days. Straight cardio, straight conditioning, other days. Um, stretching. I incorporated how many, yoga. How many days strength and conditioning? Three. Tuesday, um, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, hard strength and conditioning. An hour? Um, 
pro I would say the actual work is about an hour. Um, I I take a uh, a long warm up, long stretch period, and a, and a long cool down. So it's probably about two hours. But I would say an hour of how hard. important do you think that is in recovery? The uh, the long warm up and stretch period and the cool down. I think it's super important. Number one, because I want to go as hard as I can for that hour. I don't want I don't want to. Oh well, that first set was whatever. You know, I want to come out come out swinging, come out come out. 100% to, to the best of my ability. So that warm up is clutch. And that cool down is also super important because you don't want to be tight. You don't want to be, you know, injured. You know, obviously to be able to train as hard tomorrow as I did today is super important to me. So that's why my team at Legacy and, and Matt Burnett have been super, 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 super uh, important. Everything you could think of from cryotherapy to laser therapy, uh, ultrasound, you know, Honestly, I do it with his brother up here. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm real familiar. Yeah, um, dude. Honestly, I, I tell him all the time. I don't know what the hell he's doing. I just say, what Coachable. do I need? <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah, you know I can't. I can't even tell you the, the shit I'm doing. But it, it's it's. How he, many, he says it's good. How, how much are you training boxing in a seven day, you know, week? Um, I I like I like to keep sessions? it at five, at least five days a week. Five days. Any any two a days. For for technique, no. Okay. So if, if my, my two days would be a strength and conditioning session and a, and, and a, and and boxing. a boxing session. Got you. How long? Boxing. What do you think, Chris? An hour, two hours, yeah, something like that? An hour and a half. Coach, uh, Chris, what, what sticks out to you about, you know, maybe some people, I'm sure you've seen a lot of folks, a lot of people with potential. Hmm. Um, you know, oftentimes in my experience, be it sports or business, it seems like um, – not to downplay people's potential, but I, I even had Kelly, you know, Kelly in here not too long ago, Kelly Pavlik. And, uh, you know, we were joking about how, you know, when he first got rocking, you know, his coach was, was quoted as saying, you know, Kelly ain't the most talented, you know, in here, you know, and, and uh, couldn't even get a warm up, you know, to, uh, on the squad, you know, the jumpsuits that they were wearing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know some people that got just got sicko gifts in sports. You know that I watch never do anything, and then I watch some people that got you. You, you got to have above average uh, gifts to be a professional. I feel you can't have no no skill, but you know it seems like sometimes the champs ended up with good skill, but a different level of will and work ethic and other shit versus just the the, the gifts. You know what what stands out to you about the people that you've seen? Uh, go to the next level or or uh, end up being the best versus other people that had the gifts and never did anything with it can you can you talk to us about the two yeah character personality period like what back, do you mean character and personality staying open-minded and wanting to grow just like bill was saying earlier you know just always want to have an open mind and consistently wanting to grow and get better i've seen very 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 talented kids in the area um, maybe be with a coach who's stagnant or the kid gets stagnant or just anyone in general. I've seen people get to the top and then they get stagnant. You can't get stagnant. You have to consistently grow as a person, as a fighter, everything. How do you, how do you not stay stagnant? How do you consistently grow? Continuously work, continuously stay open-minded, be a sponge. I'm a sponge. Like I could name so many people off the top of my head right now that I've learned something from. In, in fighting and that's whether that there's people that I look at and I'm like dude you don't know what the hell you're doing but maybe I can learn maybe that's the way I shouldn't do it you learn something from everybody I'm a, like I'm here because of 
the things I've learned from so many coaches before me. I, I've, there's a saying they say, um, if, if, you can't, if you can't do, you teach. That doesn't even make sense to me. Every single thing that all four of us are sitting here now, we've learned from somebody else. We've met, we've, we've all this information. We're not Elon Musk. We've all got right. information from somebody else and learned and grown and moved forward with it, whether you made it better or you just stayed with it. Everything we learn comes from somewhere else. Now, Chris, Absolutely. I know you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know you're married, you know, with Kendall. Are you currently in a rela yeah, relationship? Yeah, 10 years, bro. 10 years. So, 10 years. so how important do you think it is to have the right <coughs> person, spouse, significant other, if you're going to pursue greatness? Because we've all been in agreement that to pursue greatness takes sacrifice, takes up at four o'clock in the morning, going till nine o'clock. Uh, one minute you're here, next minute you're on a plane to California. There mm -hmm. comes moments of, you know, maybe during a fight camp or whatever that, you know, you talk about balance that maybe f for this moment is not really, it's, it's all grind mode right now. This ain't, this ain't, you know, I'm home at four o'clock, you know, with you walking the dog, eating potato chips. Mm -hmm. Like I got to be up at five, which means I got to go to sleep by nine or eight. And, you know, no, we can't kick it like this at this wedding or no, I can't go to, to, to this event. Where's my husband? Where's, you know, where's this person? That type of deal. How important do you think it is to have the right person behind you to pursue, you know, greatness? I mean, j just exactly what you said. You have to have someone that can, number one, deal with that and understand that it's for the greater good. Understand that you're doing this for both of you. Um you know, I, my my girl, my girlfriend. I've been with her for ten years. She's been absolutely fantastic as far as that goes. Constantly supporting me, helping me um, in every way, whether it be through food prepping, whether it be you know, understand just understanding that I'm doing all this for the both of us. I'm doing all this for our future. I'm doing all this for the future of our children one day. You know what I mean? I met her. Now that See? now that I think of it, yeah. The food prep at at our, at our old office. See, what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. So, you know, she, she, she's, she, she's had my back, you know, I, I mean, even, even during my weight cuts, bro, there's been times where I've been laying on the bathroom floor, legacy medical center, freaking dead. And she's stripping off the layers of my, uh, of my under armor and stuff, getting out of the sauna, literally picking me up <clears throat> to go and get on the scale. Like, you know, there's not too many girls that would do that. And, you know, because she has done that. One day I'm going to give her everything she ever wanted. Yep. It's so important in business or sports. You know, when you're at a point, at any point really, whether you're uh, in the in the process of becoming something great or whether you are something great, you have to have a, a partner that's going to have your back and not be on your back. And you know, I've known Kate as long as I've known you. Uh, she's like my sister. I love the girl. This girl's a beast. I mean, I've seen her try to fight people at his fights. Like, it's true. She wants she to fight win. the ref. She wants to fight the other Natalie, coaches. Natalie like, she, she's an animal. I mean, you're talking. She's in the she's in the reserves. She's, you know, I think she beat out like every single dude in the in the army reserves or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, she, she was finished, like number she, one in her class or some shit. Like, yeah. she's an animal. Like, Physi she could probably bench think, press more than Hutch. What was I think there was I think there was two I think there was two dudes in her unit that beat her physical times and yeah, stuff. She she, she's she's not, she she smashed the girls. That wasn't competition. I think there was yeah. only two guys that beat her shit. She's tough. 
she's I, a she's a good one chris how important do you think it's it's it is to have you've probably seen it not only on your end but on people that you've trained hmm. have yep. people where the girls on their back yep. you're like nah you know i can't do that can't do that. how important do you think it is for the person to have the right the right woman it's very important because it's very stressful day to day so when you come home you don't want to deal with stress you need someone that's going to be there to support you and hey i'm with you all the way i've seen fighters some of my fighters that they're having issues at home and then it, they carry it into the cage or they carry it into the ring and it, it, it lose definitely focus. Affect, you lose focus you it's so important that, it really and, is. and when you're in a spotlight i mean they're going to get a little insecure that's i you actually I mean? like i think that's the hardest part right let let's say your business explodes and you become a millionaire overnight obviously you're going to got to get, get a lot more attention in mm -hmm. the in the world in in your community people are going to be hitting you up on facebook you know instagram uh you win a huge fight every single person in the crowd wants to take a picture with you you know what i mean like people get insecure especially women at, at that point you know even men i mean if it's if the roles are reversed but i mean you have to be a strong-minded person you know and th yeah, that's for, what it for takes for the listener out there you know there's young folks out here listening you know i'm gonna tell you right now you know i, I had a wise man tell me before you know who who was a coach he said you know i used to tell people that get into the coaching game uh based on the grind you know either you know if you're having issues either you got the the the, the wrong woman or you got the wrong game you got you, you got the wrong career that you that you chose and i can't give you the answer on which one it is it maybe it's the career and you got the right person you need to you know switch up your career or you got the right career maybe you got the wrong person once you're already in it you know you got 10 you're married you know you you got to work through it. You, you got to put, you got to communicate. You got to put in the work to, to, to do that. But for the young folks out there, be careful who you choose. I've watched more careers get killed by someone having the wrong spouse, uh, killing their dreams, not supporting them, causing them stress and drama. Uh, than I can count on my hands and toes, my fingers and toes. So, uh, before you get down that path of, of marriage, you know, make sure if you have a big dream and you got some big goals, make sure you're upfront talking to, to that person about what it is and you're on the same page so you're not having issues down the road. Because if you got big dreams, you're gonna have a big grind and uh, big sacrifices. And the last thing you want is somebody, you know, hassling you and, 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 uh, and heckling you. So holding that back. Amen. 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 Hey, so uh, thanks, 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 Chris. Appreciate you, Hutch. Congrats on all your uh, recent success and future success. Greg, I love you like a brother. Hey, uh, let's let's do this thing again. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, told him I'm a beast, blood.